Hey everybody, welcome back to Confessions of a Mad Mind. My name is Christy Page. Thank you so much for joining me. I realize that I have been a little MIA lately and that is because I just had my very first book published. A Practical Guide to Forgiveness from an Impractical Survivor, that's me, is available on Amazon in paperback and ebook right now and I would love for you to go and grab a copy for yourself. Um, this podcast deals with a lot of the topics that I discuss in the book and some that I am going to choose to expand on today. And so today's podcast is going to focus on the subject of apologies and the types of apologies that we encounter throughout our day-to-day lives. Um, There are three types of apologies. Receiving an apology isn't so bad, right? It's um, certainly not pleasant to think that you're on the receiving end of an apology because of a perceived wrong that's been committed against you, but there's a lot that you can learn about healing by allowing yourself to forgive another human being. On the opposite end of the spectrum is being the one to extend an apology. Um, Not only is asking for forgiveness stressful, but having an apology accepted is not a given. And if you do it wrong, you can often end up in more trouble than when you started. And the most harrowing and challenging apology of them all is learning to accept an apology that you may never get. You will never learn more about yourself than in this situation. It is learning to forgive someone who may never feel that you are owed the extension of this healing, who may never believe there's anything to apologize for, or who is incapable of owning their own shit, let alone taking responsibility for yours. I've navigated these types of apologies my whole life. Early on and well into my 30s, I harbored an incredible amount of resentment. And I'll be honest with you, I harbored rage. I have hosted a plethora of atrocities committed against me, including criminally prosecuted crimes against me, without so much as a peep from my assailant. And I have had to learn a way to accept that without allowing it to destroy me with bitterness. So I'm telling you this from experience. Um... In my own personal experience, I was left battered, fractured, and bleeding from someone who hit me with their truck while I was a pedestrian. This person fractured my spine in two places. My head ruptured an implant that had been um, put in from uh, reconstruction due to breast cancer, left me with a concussion and scars that now look like a roadmap from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. My physical appearance altered permanently, and my ability to do the things that I did before the incident were destroyed. And not only that, the person was uninsured and driving on a suspended license. So my ability to recover my medical expenses was non-existent. And at no time did the driver of that vehicle utter an apology. Not one time. I wrote so much during that time in my life because I was in so much pain that my anger and despair was palpable. And when I look back, I can't believe that I'm the same person now that I was then. So I'm going to share with you uh, today a post so that you can differentiate between who I was then and who I am now by learning to accept the apology that I never received. This post I wrote was on May 29th, 2014. It was almost a year to the date of the accident. I titled it, To See Me Scream. As surgery approaches, so do the tides of my emotions. I've reconciled with my body for the most part. It is what it is. It's a vessel. My body, this physical cage, it does not define me. It is a map of the roads I've traveled, the battles I've fought, the wars I've won. This body, this cage, is only as good as I allow it to be. My soul, on the other hand, is tortured. My soul screams out for justice, 
I face my days, I go to work, I do my job, I spend time with my family and friends, I laugh, I smile, I joke, but inside I am screaming. My soul screams for justice. I fantasize about seeing him, facing him in a courtroom. I long for the moment when our eyes would meet and I would will him to hear and see my screaming soul. And I know that moment would fall on deaf ears and a blind heart. And still my soul screams for justice. It rose up like bile this morning, the anger, the rage, that place where injustice meets dissidence. I am angry that he gets to go on about his pathetic, miserable life as if I were some insignificant thing that he could just cast aside. It's so much more than the passing of a relationship or the ending of a book. It's an unfinished chapter in my life. It's a run-on sentence, a cliffhanger without resolution. I invested so much time and energy into this empty void that kept filling with more and more negative space, engulfing all things, all things, all things me. I suppose it's because it's getting closer to the surgery to help repair what he did to me on the outside. It doesn't even begin to grasp what he left on the inside. I didn't want to have surgery again, didn't want to have to be carved into, splayed apart. Surgery comes with risks, risks that I didn't want to ever face again unless I absolutely had to. So I'm angry. I feel the violation over and over again, and he faces no consequences, no repercussions. He faces nothing because he is a coward, inhuman. I would will him to feel each needle pressing into my skin. I would will him to feel each slice of the scalpel, each dissection of the blade, each tug and pull at the tissues as entry is being made to remove what he left behind. I would will him to feel each wrench of the surgical steel being wedged into my body to pull free the damage he's done. I would will him to feel it all as he has willed me to feel it all by his actions. The anger rises up and I swallow it down as I always have. As you can see by that post written almost four years ago, I was hurting. I felt the injustice, not only of the incident itself, but in the lack of accountability, and it crippled me. And in no way, shape or form did it help me heal. Holding on to that anger wasn't any sort of fuel for me. It was an anchor. I was stuck reliving that incident over and over again every time I gave my power to the anger. The point in me sharing that story is that I had every right to be angry. I had every right to feel all of the things that I felt. But acknowledging that you feel a certain way and living in that place are two entirely different things. I used to believe that if I forgave someone, it meant that I was somehow condoning or accepting their behavior, and that is the furthest thing from the truth. The truth is, forgiveness has very little to do with the other party involved, no matter what side of the equation you're on. Forgiveness is about freeing yourself from a moment in time so that you can live present. Sometimes the hardest thing we do to ourselves is trapping our own hearts in a place of pain. You gotta let shit go in order to move forward, or you don't. The choice is ultimately yours to make, but as I've said before, there's no cavalry. You're it. It's a decision to make, and it's a tough one. You can remain in the comfort of your misery, or you can leave it behind. I say comfort because it's familiar. I was trapped for three years in the misery of that accident. I played the role of victim because I could, because I felt righteous. I didn't do this to myself. I had a built-in excuse for being angry. I was scarred. I was deformed. I was facing my 13th surgery or something like that. I've honestly lost count at that point. I was physically unable to do the things I loved doing, and I was financially destroyed paying for my own medical care because he was irresponsible and uninsured. I was entitled to my anger. And you know what that got me? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. I was so righteous 
I was desolate. That showed him, huh? Uh, my misery didn't mean jack to the person who committed the crime because he didn't care to begin with. So holding on to that anger only served to punish me further. He moved on. He didn't look back. I had to find a way to be okay with his lack of accountability by claiming and owning my own. I could choose to stay there in despair or I could live my best life and not allow my circumstances to dictate who I was or how I was going to live my future. We don't have to go into every situation with the itinerary from our past. We can learn to forgive and move empowered into our futures. That is, if we want to. So that is today's podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. I promise I'm going to get better at these. This is a learning curve for me. And I thank you so much for sticking with me through it. Um, again, you can reach me at www.christypage.com. And again, my book is out on Amazon, A Practical Guide to Forgiveness from an Impractical Survivor, if you want to know more. Thanks for tuning in.